Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Rick Kiley. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'd like to thank the trustee board for an excellent presentation. I'm really glad I didn't have to say anything. <laughs> but I want to add one thing because a minister spoke to me at a men's retreat and I, I, when people come up to me and say things that they feel that the Lord wanted me to hear, I take that serious. And uh, they didn't know we were gonna do this today, but a minister came up to me and he said, you know, when we talked about what we needed to do for our church, the Lord impressed upon me to say, if God were to bless you with something that you had no idea you were going to be blessed with. It wasn't planned, it wasn't part of your budget, wasn't part of your income, it just came. Would you give 50% of that to the Lord? You weren't counting on it. Would you give 50% of that to the Lord? And he brought that to his congregation and several people, because it's easy to say, right? If you're not counting on it, You're 100% ahead. Would you give 50%? And several people raised their hand. And you know what God did? God blessed several people. And hopefully they made made good on their word. And I'm offering you that challenge too. If God were to bless you above what you have planned, not part of your budget, it came out of the blue, how many of you would contribute 50% of that? I see some hands because God is going to challenge you and see what you just said and see if you'll make good on it. That's it. Thank you. (laughs) Praise God. Let's stand together. I am aware of the time so that you don't have to be, okay? And uh, if you're a visitor here, And the first time you came, we talked about money, and you are looking for an apology or an explanation, there is none. Where your heart is, there will your treasure be also. You know, you never know that God's really got a hold of your heart till he has a hold of your wallet. I'll give you a little nugget. The way we spend our time reveals our priorities. And the way we spend our money reveals our values. So what's important? Here's my text today. Psalm 56 and verse eight. Thou tellest my wanderings Put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in your book? Tears in a bottle, prayers in a book. There are some things that need to go straight up before they ever go out. And so today for a few minutes I'm gonna preach to you on this subject. Always give up. 
always give up. God bless you, you may be seated. Did you ever wonder where your prayers go? We think that we say something and we hope God is in the area and he hears it, but oftentimes we think they fall right into the carpet. But I want you to know that God hears every prayer, sees every tear, and saves them both. God saves tears and God hears and saves prayers. Revelations chapter five, verse number eight. We get to the end of this, this is what we're gonna see. When he had taken the book, the four beasts and four and 20 elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. Revelations 8 and 2, I saw the seven angels which stood before God. To them were given seven trumpets. Another came down and stood at the altar having a golden censer. And there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. The prayers are all being saved. Now the prayers and the giving, always, it's always mentioned with an odor, an incense, a fragrance. Giving starts with an attitude. I'll let that sink in. Giving starts with an attitude. Last week I spoke to you about we need a love or hate relationship. Love God, hate the devil, remember? God loves a cheerful giver. He loves it when our attitude is not what do I have to do, but what is it that I can do? And what is it that you want me to do. I sometimes, like you, have a bad attitude. Sometimes I think to myself, oh boy, let's see what we're gonna have. We're gonna have the Sunday school offering at Easter, save our children, then it's gonna be Mother's Memorial, then it's gonna be Men's Ministries, then it's gonna be Sheaves for Christ, then it's gonna be Christmas for Christ. When are the offerings gonna stop? When is this? Never. It's never gonna stop. And we take a love offering for a minister that that has a great need. Or we have a family in our church and and they're struggling, they lost a job, or they, they have bills that they can't pay and there's a great need. And it's offerings, offerings, offerings. And if you get an attitude about that, then God begins to close your window. Because you see, when you close your hands, you can't receive. When you close your hands, you can't receive. I have learned one of the first lessons I learned when I came to God was that I should always give up. I should always give up. One of the reasons that I came to know the Lord was because I was in deep trouble financially. I know some of you have heard this before, but I'm never gonna forget where I came from. 
and where God has brought me to. It's not me. I'm not a genius. My wife's not a genius either. But we are people of faith. And God comes first. And he oversees the budget. And he can speak to us and tell us at any time what he wants us to do financially and we will do it. Listen to this. Can I get an amen, Sister Kylie? If God wants to empty out what little we have in our retirement, guess what? Here it goes. That's just not being responsible. Wait a minute. If God is the one that supplies all my needs, if he's my Jehovah provider, if he says take your son up to a mountain and offer him for a sacrifice, I better do it. And God knows what I need and he'll take care of me, but he will test me. For, this is what he said to Abraham. For now I know. Since you wouldn't withhold your son from me. You see, the things that you value the most are the things that God's gonna ask for. You're gonna be tested. And you should always, always give up. See, now that's not a saying in the world. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. But I'm preaching exactly the opposite today. Always give up. God God speaks to you and says, I want you to go and help this brother. This is what I want you to do. Give it up for your brother. Listen to this. Someday it might be you. And what you have sown you will reap. And he that soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. And he that soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly. If you wanna be a dollar or two type person, I'll throw a dollar here and a dollar there, expect that's what you're gonna get in return. But if you can be generous with God, if you can be a giver that is cheerful, that God can trust, then the blessings of God will flow not only in your life, but through your life. Because anything that doesn't have an outlet is a pond. But Jesus said, out of your innermost being shall flow rivers, flow rivers. God needs to flow through our lives. I'm not just talking about money here today. I'm talking about every aspect of your life needs to be a give it up for Jesus. That's what happens when we come to an altar and we get on our knees and we lift our hands, we surrender. You know why people lift their hands? It's a form of surrender. I give it up. I'm so glad for the day that I came to an altar and gave my life to Jesus. I'm so thankful that his spirit brought me there. No man comes to God except the spirit of God draws him. And when you yield and you give it up. Oh, let me tell you this, military men. How many men ever served in the military? Or women? You'll relate to this. When a nation is conquered, there are different forms of surrender that can take place. But the conqueror is the one that dictates the conditions of surrender. Can I get an amen to that? I'm gonna tell you something about our God. He only offers this when it comes to surrender. I want an unconditional surrender. 
I want everything you got, everything you are, I want it at my disposal. It's mine now. You have surrendered. You have admitted to being conquered. You want to come under my umbrella and you want me to take care of you, then this is what I want. I want you to give it up. Give it all up. Because anything you hold back is going to spoil. I'm just rambling here. I'm not even on my notes. But watch this. The children of Israel, when God first provided for them, when he dropped manna from heaven, remember that? He dropped enough for each day, right? Except on the sixth day, that was the only day he dropped a double portion. So what did they do? They hoarded. We don't know if he's gonna drop it tomorrow, so we better save it. You know what happened to what they saved? His benefits, his blessings are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. When life ends, the one with the most toys loses. You lose. Everything is exactly the opposite in the kingdom of God. And it doesn't make a lick of sense. That's why it's called faith. You can't see it, you can't hold it, but you know it. And you do it in faith. Somebody's sick, well let's have an operation. No, let's lay hands on them. What good's that gonna do? The prayer of faith, are you hearing me today? The prayer of faith shall save the sick. That is option number one. That's the first thing you do. I better lighten it up here a little bit. I had a man one time after church, he met me at the back door, he said, well, pastor, he said, this will be my last service here. I said, well, I'm sorry to hear that. He said, yeah, he said, you wanna know why? I said, well, I think you're gonna tell me. This church is full of hypocrites. I ain't coming here anymore because it's a bunch of hypocrites. I said, oh. I said, well, ask, let me ask you this. If you step off that curb this morning and a car hits you and runs you over, what do you want me to do about it? He said, well, I want you to pray for me. I said, all right. If the Lord doesn't raise you up, what do you want next? He said, well, I want you to call an ambulance, get me to the hospital. I said, well, why do you want to go to the hospital? Everybody there is either sick or diseased. That's why they're there. Hey, you know what? There's some sick people in this house. There's some people that are struggling with some things. But that's one of the reasons the house is here. It's a hospital. It's a birthing place. It's a place for people to get well. It's a place for people to rest. Come on now. It's a people for, to get well and to get rest and to get strong and to be encouraged. If you're looking for a perfect church, good luck finding one. And once you walk into it, it's no longer perfect. Let's give it up for Jesus, all right? Let's stop worrying about the imperfections of other people. Let's give it up. If you don't give it up, you're gonna give out. Can I tell you something about giving? 
I don't give my money to abundant life. I give my money through abundant life. I give it to God. When I write out that tithe check or that heart for the house check or missions giving or whatever, this is just the house that I give it through. It's not the house I give it to. Lay up for yourselves treasures. God keeps records, you know. I said, God keeps records. He keeps track of tears. He keeps track of prayers. He keeps track of giving. Oh yeah, he does. Take a look at this. Take a look at um, Acts chapter 10. This is what the angel said when when he looked on Cornelius. He looked on him, he was afraid, and he said, what is it, Lord? This is what the angel said to Cornelius. Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Now, in the beginning, I showed you that prayers go up. Tears are kept in bottles. When the judgment comes, both will be poured out. Read about it. I was reading to you from Revelation and it talked about the angels and their trumpets. After he says that the odors and the prayers of the saints are kept in these vials, he says they're going to be poured out. There is a judgment coming. And just because it doesn't come today doesn't mean it's not coming. It's coming. But not only was it the prayers and the, and the tears, it's also the giving This guy wasn't a Jew, he was a Gentile. But he knew enough to pray up and stay prayed up, somebody say amen, stay prayed up and to give up, to give up. Lord, I'm giving this tithe check. Let me tell you about tithing. Let me go off the subject for a minute. You know where tithing came from? It came from Abraham. Abraham was so impressed with what God was doing in his life that he said to God, you know what, God? I'm gonna give you the first 10% of my increase. And you know what God said? Amen. I put my stamp of approval on that plan and the Jews practiced it throughout the entire Old Testament. Even in the New Testament, it was recorded that they continued their tithing Matthew 23, 23 will tell you that the Lord confirmed it again to the Jews and he said, don't leave these other things undone, but he confirmed tithing. Do you know that the US government adopted the same plan? It's just that they increased the percent. If you look at your check, the taxes that you pay, whether state or federal, are based on a percentage. You are currently paying between 25 and 30% every paycheck. And you're faithful. How do you know that you're faithful? You're not in prison. 
You're paying it. And you're complaining about it. Maybe you have some justification in that, but you will keep paying. But they got their idea from God. Hmm. And God blesses this plan. Can I get an amen? amen? And it doesn't work necessarily when you work it out on paper. Peace University, how's Peace University going? Excellent. You're having trouble financially? Go to Peace University tonight at 5.30, 5.30. But they are gonna tell you about tithing and that's not an apostolic doctrine in that teaching. They know it, they practice it, it works. But we need to give up. Because if we don't, we're gonna give out. But here's the point I wanna make and I think I need to stop. Our giving needs to be an incense. How many of you burn something sweet in your house or spicy or something? I like it. I got a bunch of people in my house and all of us stink. You know, you really need a shower. We got three showers in the house. And they're used quite a bit. But you know what it's nice to have? To walk into a house and smell a sweet odor, isn't it? Do you know when we have a good attitude, God smells it. I don't want him to be, you know, smell can turn people off. I gotta be careful how far I go here, but... But smell can turn people on or it can turn people off. I wanna do things not only because they're right, but in a pleasing fashion. Try some deodorant. (laughs) Try some aftershave or cologne or whatever you women wear. Try it. People smell that. They treat you nicer. They're happy to come to your home. Well, if we can recognize the importance of smell as humans, what are we offering up to God when it comes to our attitude? Is God pleased with our attitude? And is God pleased with our giving? Hmm. Remember, always, always give up. All giving should be giving up something for something of greater value. Watch this, Matthew 6, 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. How much is in your heavenly account? Is, are your prayers and is your giving building up a memorial before God? Can God trust you with his riches?
Let me, this, this is the final thought. You know how God gets the blessing to you? He doesn't print money in heaven. He doesn't drop things out of heaven. He moves on people to bless you. Watch this. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall men give. But it starts with our giving. And then God moves on somebody else. He can move on your employer. You know, you need a raise. How'd you come to that conclusion? Well, I don't know, I'm just thinking one day. Well, who put that thought in his head? It was God. Who, who was it that told this person to give you 50 bucks? It was God. And they yielded. They gave up so that you could have. Do you know why Jesus went to Calvary? Because none of us could get to him in heaven. So he came to us so that we could get to him. And that's why we never conclude a service without an altar call. Because we always want to give you a chance to give up. Let's stand together. There may be some things in your life that you're holding on to and they're causing you a lot of misery. You're worried about them. You're frustrated with the the way things are not happening the way you want them to happen or in the timely fashion that you'd like them to happen. Can I just say this to you today? Give up. Lord, I give up. I give up. One of the greatest nuggets I got from Brother Tenney, and I got a couple pages full at men's retreat, was he said this, and I'm gonna say it to you. He said, oftentimes, saints, we come before God. We ask God to do things, and we ask him to do it in our time. And we don't get an answer. I'm gonna tell you what the answer is. Two words. Trust me. Trust me. You know why this building is here? We could have played it safe, Brother Madsen. We'd be sitting a lot better financially. But we trust him. And we trust you. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.